You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Don't know if it was an actual question that was no gaya, but he thought it was an interesting question, but Yosh have answered him. Let's say a, a Gerd Sedek becomes a Gerd Sedek in the middle of Tainus Esther. So now that he comes out of the mikveh, he's a complete ger. Does he have to be fasting? Because it turns out what he was doing before, even if he was fasting, he was fasting as a non-Jew. When he comes out of the mikveh, he's a new human. He's like a new person. So that person didn't fast all day. So would you say, therefore, that he shouldn't fast? That person didn't exist. Right. So- yeah, but, he, but we do fast. Okay, so you you want to say even deeper, Moshe? You want to say it's not that he didn't fast. He wasn't the he was. There was no he. <laughs> so he only exists possibly when he comes out of the mikvah. So what? He should start eating. So, but there was a svara that he was a person who didn't like. Well, Moshe, let's say you you ate. Uh, you forgot it was um, uh, Tainus Esther, and you started eating. So. The post can say it's not like the other Tainasim. You might say you 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 are not mechuyev to fast the whole day now. Rebel Yoshev said that first of all, before he goes to the mikveh, he should eat. And after the gay, after he gets out of the mikveh, doesn't make a difference. He's mechuyev to fast however long he's there. Ten minutes, he is he's he's part of Klal Yisrael. At this point, he's not like somebody, and I think Moshe said it well, he's not like somebody who woke up and was eating up until now. But a ger, there's no, again, as a guy, was no yet a Jew, he doesn't have to fast. Um, this year, as you know, we have something called a Purim Meshulish, which means the following. So for us in uh, Chutzlaretz or in cities in Eretz Yisrael that don't have a wall, so I don't know, other than Yerushalayim, there might be Tveria or some other cities which they say you might have to be Machmer. But let's just say, for, 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 to make things easy, let's say B'nai Brak and Yerushalayim. So in B'nai Brak, Purim is on an Erev Shabbos. It's a tough little Purim. You have to make sure that you don't eat too late because you want the Suda Shabbos to be Roy. You want to be also have time to prepare for Shabbos properly. So there's the Indian of being the Maher as quick as much as possible and having the Suda in the late morning finished a little bit after Chatzais. So this way you'll be able to prepare for Shabbos. But the people in Yerushalayim have things a little bit different because when is Purim? Purim is on Shabbos, right? Purim would be on Shabbos, Tesvav. Now, because of the Takana that they made about not blowing, which was a different, the Takana was instituted in a number of, of, in a number of ways. Not to blow the Shoefer on Shabbos, not to take a Lul of an Esrig on Shabbos, and they also included in that not to be Kairi Megillah on Shabbos because we were afraid you were going to take the Megillah in the street in Rishos HaRabim. So Chazal, when they were uh, uh, um, uh, 
thinking about these takonas and instituting them in different ways, it turned out that they took away the mitzvah of Kriyas Megillah on Shabbos. Okay. But there was another problem besides that. And that was also the problem of where you also have to carry on Shabbos and send stuff away. So, how do you figure this thing out? So, Chazal came up that the Megillah reading you're going to do on Erev Shabbos. So, they read the Megillah on on, uh, Friday. And they um, do uh, the Suda on Sunday. So the Megillah reading is on Friday. The Shabbos is Shabbos. Um, they have a nice Shabbos meal and they add a, a little Hesopha for the sake of Purim, but it's technically this real suit of getting drunk and the Simcha, that happens on Sunday. So you have like a, a you have a three-day Purim in Yerushalayim. Okay, so that's the background you need to know. Okay, so now, let's say the following occurs. Let's say a B'nai Bracher comes to Yerushalayim on a regular year. When does he come to Yerushalayim? On Purim, uh, Shushan Purim. So, Rav Yoshev said, by him, even though he's in Yerushalayim for this day, he doesn't have the dinam of a Yerushalmi in terms of his own private Hanhoga. And therefore, even though he goes to Shul, he shouldn't be the Chazan because he can't say Alanisim. However, Rabbi Yoshev felt that in his private davening, since he's staying in Yerushalayim for, let's say he gets to Yerushalayim that night, not like this year when it's Friday night, Let's say on a regular year, he gets to he, go, he travels to Yerushalayim, and many people did this. They would be in Bnei Brak for the fourteenth, and then travel to Yerushalayim for for Shushan Purim night. So when Aleisa Shachar happens, he's spending that whole day in Yerushalayim. So Rabbi Yoshev and many other poskim say that when he daven Shemin Esrei. It could be he, he's 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 mechuyev to act like the Yerushalmin. Or maybe he's not. He doesn't. So since it's a suffix, you don't say al-anisim in birchos but you say in a l'kainetzor. You add it, but you add it in a l'kainetzor. Now, the Shulchan Aruch writes that on Shabbos, you say al-anisim. If you, again, in a Purim Mishulash. So Purim Mishulish, you say Alanisim on Shabbos. Now, Erev Shabbos, you read the Megillah. But it sounds like, again, in Yerushalayim, they read the Megillah, but they don't, in their Shemona Esrei, they don't say Alanisim. The Alanisim, they would say on Shabbos. Now, what about Sunday, when you have the Suda? Do you say Alanisim? doesn't say in Shulchan Aruch what to do. So Rebel Yoshev said that the halacha should be that on Sunday, because even though it's a day to have the Suda and to send Mishloch Monos and to do 
matanus uh, levyoinim, but you do not say alanisim because it's the day after. Purim was on Shabbos. So even though you didn't read the Megillah, but you still have a right in the Shemayna Esrei to mention in Mishabeach Hashem. But Sunday, even though you're going to do the Suda, no Alanism. In fact, even when it comes to if you're in the Purim Suda, that's your Purim Suda on Sunday. You don't say Alanism in the Purim Suda. Rebel Yoshev was arguing with one of the biggest, Rabbi Yosef Chaim Zonenfeld, because he timed that if Chazal or Koveya Sudas Purim on Sunday, he didn't, Rabbi Yosef Chaim seems to agree with what Rabbi Yosef holds in terms of Shemana Esrei, davening on Sunday. But he holds that in the Purim Suda, in Yerushalayim, you should say Awanisim. The truth is, is that um, the uh, it's already in one of the earlier Truvis form from the 17th century from Yaakov Chagiz. Uh, he already declares, do you say on Sunday uh, Alanisim or not? And um, the Kafachayim says that you should say Alanisim as part of the Harachaman because Otherwise, it might be a hepsic. I'll call upon him. Um, Rebbe Yoshev held that it's not even a suffix. Rebbe Yosef Chaim, the Kafachayim, others. Rebbe Yoshev says it's a date to have the Suda, but it doesn't have a shame Purim in terms of the Chiyav Alanisim. Even though the whole reason you're eating the Suda is Chazal are telling you to eat it, to eat a Purim Suda, but the praise of the Rebbe Yosef for that meal, you're not Mechuyiv to say that it's Purim. Let's say um, <laughs> you made the mistake. Let's say you actually did say Alanisim in davening because you knew you were having a Purim Suda on Sunday. So, Rabbi Yoshev says that you, you, it's not considered a hefsik. This is talking about in davening. Um, normally, though, we would say you were mafsik. You, you gave a little speech when it wasn't Purim. But even though he holds you don't say it, if a person, because he's thinking, uh, it's Purim for me, I'm about, I'm going to have a, have a big suda today, I'm going to do these mitzvahs of Purim today, so I should I should say Alanisim. So it's not considered a hefsik, and you don't have to worry that your davening is not a good davening. Let's say somebody who goes from B'nai Brak. Uh, he had Purim in B'nai Brak on Friday, and he goes to Yerushalayim on Friday afternoon, early Friday afternoon. So we know that, as we saw before, the Shulchan Aruch says that on, on, on Shushan Purim, on Shabbos, though they don't read the Megillah, they say Alanisim. What about somebody who's, who comes to, who already had his Purim? So Rabbi Yoshev says, it's one thing if you didn't have any Purim yet. But you already made Purim in B'nai Brak. And over there you already said Alanisim. 
So even though you you want to be in your Shalayim for the Shabbos and you want to be mar- and you want to be there jumping around on Sunday, but you've already had your Purim. Once you've already had your Purim in 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 in, in B'nai Brak, even though it's not yet Purim isn't yet over for you, and you're in your Shalayim for some of that day, and you enter your Shalayim when Shabbos starts, you've already had Purim already. So that means you already you already muxik your Purim. So you wouldn't say you would not say Alanisim. We just learned in uh, in, in in our Hilchos uh, Tishabov uh, the idea that there's no simon bracha on Malacha. and we saw that the same thing is brought in other places like on Purim. So what about the minute of not doing Malacha and a Purim mishulish? So. Um, Rebel Yoshev said that even though it's true, um, you're reading the Megillah on Friday, it's not Purim. So even though you're a Talmud Chacham and you, you're knowing not to do Malach on Purim, you could do work on this Erev Shabbos, whatever you would do on another Erev Shabbos. Because of the Takana, you're reading the Megillah. And in order that, right, but it's not Purim. And therefore, the inyan of Isra Malacha, or the minig of not doing Malacha, wouldn't apply to that Yerushalmi. He also says, even on Sunday, there's no Isra Malacha. Because it's, again, it's only the day of Purim. Now, they bring here in the footnote that Chochem Avadye agreed with Rebel Yoshev that in Yerushalayim you could do Malacha. Even though the famous Kapachayim that we mentioned before says that if you are, if, if it's on a Purim Mishulish and you're reading the Megillah, and on a normal Purim you don't do Malacha, you shouldn't do Malacha in Yerushalayim as well. Now, Rebel Yoshev, when he was asked about this, and they asked him about this Kapachayim and others, he said, look, obviously, you shouldn't be involved in Malacha that you won't be able to, to have a good Shabbos. But, right, and, right, Tov limonem elasas Malacha, mechatzos yom beilech. But that doesn't mean that there's a, that ain't a royasim in brocha and everything else. That doesn't apply. I mentioned that, um, as I was saying, that me'ikar adin you could have read the Megillah on Shabbos. But Chazal, when they made their takanas about not caring and not and taking away the mitzvah and pushing the mitzvah to a different day, came up with this Hamzah to read the Megillah event on Yerushalayim on Friday. So let's say they have the following scenario. Let's say you live in Yerushalayim um, and it's a Purim Meshulish. And what's the din? Um, you have a Yerushalmi who's in B'nai Brak on Friday. The Yerushalmi cannot read the Megillah to be Moitzi, the guy from B'nai Brak. Why not? Even if he'd be in Yerushalayim, he'd be reading the Megillah today. He happens to be in B'nai Brak, and he knows how to read the Megillah. He can't be the Balkaire to be Motsi everyone, Rebel Yoshev held. 
But let's say the opposite. Let's say um, a B'nai Brocker goes to Yerushalayim next Friday. He can be Maitzi the Yerushalmi people. In fact, even if the B'nai Brocker goes to Yerushalayim, he should not have a Yerushalmi person be Maitzi him. What's the Svara? Sapella. A lot of chidushim from Rebel Yoshev here. Again, the first one that I mentioned before, Noah Anisim, even during the Suda on Sunday. But now you see another chidush, that even the Friday reading of the Megillah is essentially different for the person from Bnei Brak and the person from Yerushalayim. And I'll tell you what the difference is. It's based on the chidush of the great Shagasarye in his Sefer Turiyevin on Megillah. Let me show you what he writes. What's the reason why they don't read the Megillah on Shabbos? Because Zerish Shema Yavirenu. So the Shagisariya wrote, Nimtza de Kriyas ha Megillah biyoyim yudalid hurak midarabonon. So it turns out that there's a din midivrei Kabbalah. It's not the Torah, but it's divrei Kabbalah because it's in the Sefer Megillah's Esther. So before they made the Xerah, whenever that Xerah occurred, some time in the time of the Tanoim. But originally, when Mordechai Ve'ester and the Anshe Knesset instituted the mitzvah of Kriyas HaMegillah, they read on Shabbos when it was Tezvov. Now that they made this new Takana, not to read the Megillah, so on, a, on, a, on Rosh Hashanah, you don't, you don't read, excuse me, you don't take the Shoifer. On Sukkot, you don't have the mitzvah. This year of the mitzvah Hasei, of taking a lulav, Turns out on Purim, they could have taken away the mitzvah altogether. But since everybody, we know the 14th is a Yom Purim for the B'nai Aprozim, who don't have a wall, so we gave this Eitzah to the Yerushalmis and the people that live in walled cities to read on Friday. But it doesn't have a din of the original Takana. It's only, it, it's, it's less than a Darabonon. It's it's less than the the Kriyas Megillah from the from from the Megillah. The people, if you read the Megillah on a normal year when it's not a Purim Mishulish, you're Makayim a Mitzvah Midivrei Kabbalah. That's what it's called, a Mitzvah Midivrei Kabbalah, a Mitzvah from the Neviim to read the Megillah. It's on a higher level than a regular Midrabona. So therefore, when you read the Megillah on Friday in Yerushalayim. You're only reading it, a, it's a Darabonon. A Darabonon can't be Maitzi, a Divrei Kabbalah. And even if the B'nai Brocker goes to Yerushalayim on Friday, all those guys, all those people are only Chayiv Midarabonon to read the Megillah. And he's Chayiv Midivrei Kabbalah. So they're on a lower level. This is really intelligent thinking about it, right? Normally, ah, it's Purim for them. No, it's not. The, it's, it's, it's a Yud Dalit, it's Purim for you, but we this was the day that we wanted to give for, for them to read the Megillah. But it's really, that would be the Nafkamina in terms of being Moitzi. Interesting, Rabbi Yoshev had a, a, a case where um, a Yerushalmi 
went for Shabbos to Bnei Brak in a Purim, the opposite. Usually they all want to come to Yerushalayim. Purim Yishul, she decided to go to Bnei Brak. Okay. And then he came back on Moitzi Shabbos to Yerushalayim. So, obviously, even though he spent part of the part of the time away from Yerushalayim, it's not like one unit. So even though he spends Shabbos outside, so he makes, he came back, so obviously he does his Purim Suda on Sunday, and even though he's in Bnei Brak, he says Alanisim. Because for him, that's Purim. So even though he's in Bnei Brak, he says Alanisim in his, in his, um, and, and, and not Misafik, Imamish says it. Some Achronim wanted to say that if a Yerushalmi goes to, um, if Yerushalmi leaves for Shabbos and goes to Bnei Brak, he's like, he's, he's, he's breaking the circle. And he, he can only say Alanisim if he's in Yerushalayim. But Rav Yoshev doesn't hold to that. Rav Yoshev felt, look, He's Chayev in Alanisim. True, he's not with the other Yerushalmi people, but wherever he is, he'll, he'll say Alanisim even in Bnei Brak. The other Bnei Brakers won't. Um... Rabbi Yoshev felt that people who do travel from Yerushalayim uh, to Bnei Brak for Friday, it's definitely better to find a minion of other people like them if they can. Um, and if that's possible, they should definitely... now. What's interesting, of course, is that the Kriyas HaToyra might be different as well. In other words, the Kriya Vayovay Amolek, that Kriya, L'Chayra, is not the Kriya for the, the Bnei Yerushalayim, because they read the Megillah, but they won't necessarily take the Sefer Torah and read Vayovay Amolek. So I'm not exactly sure what they would read, but Rebel Yoshev feels it's better if you are a Yerushalmi and you go to Bnei Brak on Erev Shabbos for the morning, you should f- try to find a minion of other people like you. I don't know if you can find one like that, but I guess they would be around. What about saying Tachnun? So let's say you want to join in the fun and go to Yerushalayim on Sunday. You're not you're from Bnei Brak. So Tachnun, you're not going to say. It's true. It's not really Purim. You don't say Alanisim, but it's still a day that you have a Sudas Purim. And that's good enough not to say Tachnum.
I don't know if this is really that relevant for you, um, but um, people have been wondering about Ramot. Um, now, there's a bunch of Ramots. Moshe, you, you know Ramot. I think, what is there, about seven of them already or ten? How many Ramots are there? There are uh, six of them, seven six, of them. Six or seven Ramots. Yes. There's always been a question whether Ramot had a din of Yerushalayim or not. Um, there were people who tainted that that you can't really see. Revel Yoshev said it's Pashat that that Ramot is 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 gets all the dinim of Yerushalayim. Again, there are some who are machmer who say that you have to read both days because it might be that it's my family reads both days. Uh huh. So they're machmer, right? Who who lives by you in Ramot? Who is your mother live there? Who lives in Ramot by you? My, I have a sister and a mother in Ramot Dalet, and I have another sister in Ramot Gimel. Right, and right, but you know, there's a suffix. But Rebel Yoshev felt it should be uh, they should be just like the Yerushalmi people. But again, because of the machlokas, they do it differently. Um, Now, one of the interesting halachas that you know, I mean, I'm going to fulfill it this year, I think. Sorry, Moshe. But you can read the Megillah, Bismano Biyochid. In other words, the, the, the Gemara says that the Megillah, when it's Bisman, the Chiv is on the individual. You take out a Megillah, you can read it. You don't need a Tzibur to read the Megillah. Of course, there's Rovam, Adres Melech. But meaning if you're reading it earlier, like the Takana of the Mishnah, then you need it, you need to you need to have a minion. So now let's talk about what we've been referring to uh in, in the Purim Mishulish. In Purim Mishulish, uh we came up with the Takana that the Yershalmi read on Friday. So just like I said before, that's not really called Bismanoi. So therefore, the Yersha, unlike a person from Bnei Brak who could read it biyachidus even in Yerushalayim, the Yerushalmi chaver dafka need a minion. Okay, let's say you can't find a minion. So Rebbe Yosha felt you should still read the Megillah but without a bracha. Which is interesting, because, right? And again, you wouldn't make shasanisim or shachiyano unless you had a minion, uh, and that's another nafkamina between the difference between the kriyas. An interesting shaila came up to Rabbi Yoshev that there was a megillah that uh, was shown to him that someone had written a bunch of Shemos in there. Now, we know there is no Shem Hashem in the Megillah, right? That's one of the reasons why it's such an important document, that we see HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even though there is no Shem Hashem, we know that God is behind everything. So uh, there was a certain Megillah that someone had written various Shemos, Yudke, Vavke, and other things in the Megillah. 
So they asked Rebel Yoshev, can you use it? And he said, they, they wrote it in on the side. If, if some of it is marked out, the Megillah could be kosher. But if you added a bunch of things that aren't in the original Megillah, that Megillah is not kosher to, to read from. But he says, what you can easily do is take the Shemos out. Even though it's some of the Shemos of Hashem, you don't have to worry about that. So, but you have to peel it out. Obviously, you have to be careful the way you erase it. But there would be a way, Rebel Yoshev says, to actually lift the, 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 the parchment out. You can, there's a type of stylus you could use to scratch under where the writing is. And then peel the names of God out, and then you will have a kosher Megillah. But the way the Megillah is now, was probably somebody wanted to think about Kavonas and Sodos of the Megillah, but actually made the Megillah puzzle <coughs> by doing it that way. Are you allowed to put punctuations by Punch, pencil? Punctu- punctuation, you can. Yeah, that You would, can? Uh, I, I, again, I, I think so. I think you're allowed to, but again, maybe, you know, I, I would say yes, saying now, um, now you're saying not to put it in Ksav, but to put it in pencil, so this helps you read the Megillah better. So yes. You know the Ksav. I think we might have talked about this a different time. Maybe. Uh, I, Interesting. I, 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 it seems to me that it would be all right. Um, now, the. Uh, now, let's take a look at. Um, uh, one of the halachas that we've talked about, which of course is uh, Tainus Esther, and not eating because you have a mitzvah of Kriya Samegiva. So the Shulchan Aruch writes, even if the Tainus is difficult, the Mishabura says that you shouldn't even take a taste unless you're a chayla. So Rabbi Yoshev says that when it comes to Purim Mishulish, Lachora, you could say, this is not a real mitzvah, the Rabbanan, or mitzvah the way it should be on me. In other words, why do we, why don't we eat after Tainus Esther? Because you have a mitzvah to do. A mitzvah to do, we're afraid that you're going to be nimshach in the meal, and because of that, you're going to forget to do the mitzvah. So since right after Tainus Esther is over, right as Thursday night will be over, a week from now, you have a mitzvah of Kriyas Megillah. So that mitzvah forces you not to eat. So you could declare a shayla. Maybe that's when it's the real mitzvah. The mitzvah, but in the Purim Mishulish, when they read the Megillah on Thursday night and Friday morning, it's only a new type of hamtzah. Maybe there you could eat. So Rebbe Yashem says, no, it's still the mitzvah, basically. It's a Darabonandika mitzvah. But of course, you shouldn't be eating. Um, and he said, he heard that there were places where, because it was so unusual, that they would actually give cakes. And Rebbe Yashem says, that's wrong. You, don't, you definitely don't want to do something like that. And he felt, he made a machah about that. What about women who are going to a later Megillah reading or they're not in shul? So Rebel Yoshid felt that if a woman is waiting for her husband to come back from shul and then to go to a Megillah reading, um, 
that's called a Tzorich Godel. And Rebbe Yosha felt that they should be, it would be right for them to take something to eat and drink, even though they haven't done the mitzvah yet. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. 